It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, You've got a read you want to take care of, and then we're going to talk Cavs. Yeah, we got a super chat from Bob Byler here, which leads us right into the Cavs conversation. So Bob says, but first... I forgot to read. We got the PCC. What we talk about the internet. It's brought to us by our good friends over at PCC Air Force. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, check out PCC. <laughs> they are the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Air Force in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Bob says, and I'm going to read the comment, set up the topic, and we could go in both directions because they're on the same vein. If the Knicks get bounced in round two, JB's fired. If the Knicks advance, he is safe. Kobe Altman kind of came out today, and we're going to talk about his comments involved with this discussion. He said they're not making any sweeping changes. They're one of six teams that won 51 games. They're going to need to add shooting, be more physical. He understands that, but no sweeping changes. At least that's what he said today. Mm-hmm. So my question is to you guys, and Brad, I want to start this with you. Okay. The regular season and the postseason were two different teams, essentially, for the Cavs. Yes. They were not the same team both ways. That's true. Did we miss something through 81, 82 regular season games about this team that should have indicated to us that maybe they weren't ready for the spotlight? Well, let, let, me, let me just answer your question. So first, let me answer the Super Chat question first. Kobe, uh, uh, Kobe is not firing JB. That's not. No, he made not, it clear today. 50, 50, 51 wins is, is a measuring point in this league and always has been. 50 wins is a measuring point. Now, I will say this. JB is on notice because I don't think anyone didn't think that JB didn't get outworked by Thibodeau because he did, right? And it, it, th- there's levels to this. There's levels to learning. So our guys had never been in the playoff before. Now they know. Right. The playoffs are totally different than the regular season. Everybody saw that. I think it wasn't that the Cavaliers lost here that irritated everybody. It was how they lost. Yeah. Right. That's what irritated everybody. We understand that they had a a good regular season. Enjoyed that. The playoffs were very disappointing here. And that's what has to be built upon. I will say I will say this, though, to 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 Mikey's point. Our question is this. As we retool here, you didn't miss a thing. You knew you were weak at the three. It was weak early. It was weak midway. It was weak at the end because it's a vital cog in the position of basketball that you have somebody that is competent. You implored them to go out. I told him to sign Carmelo Anthony, right? And now you see the value in having a player like, not that he was going to play 38 minutes a night. No. But in 20 minutes, you take Carmelo Anthony and put him in the garden. You think he would have been scared? No. He would have been scared. Nope. The people probably have been cheering for Carmelo. Nobody else signed him too. Does right. that tell you? Something? Well, let's see. This league is monk, a monkey see, monkey do. It's what it is. Uh, right? And then the other thing I tell you, 
now Jared Allen and 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 and, and Evan Mobley, you know, who have played great in the regular season, they learned a lesson because Mr. Robinson and Hartenstein and and uh, Julius Randle to some degree, they showed him another side of this game. You can't play that way during 82, uh, 82 regular season games because it's a different game every night. But in a seven game series, I can play a different way and I can use my strong suits. They ran them up under the basket just about every time you could think about okay. it, right? And so now you know what to work on in the offseason. I would tell you from us, because we didn't have really any flexibility for any moves, I, I thought was a brilliant move by the Lakers. When we got rid of Kevin, right, Tristan was sitting out there, yeah. right? Because you needed another body, all right? So we know that now. Now we go into the season next season and figure out we better f- fill some of these holes. And I don't think you can deny him now because what, what the world saw, and this was, if you had any Cleveland roots here, it, it antagonized people across this country, right? Because if people that live here that may live other places, they felt like that was symbolic of that the world had a different look at us because that's what Cleveland's about. That's not what Cleveland's about. Right. Yeah. So we got to pick it up. Cleveland's not about laying over. No. And getting steamrolled. No. That's what happened. Mikey. I'm not interrupting this conversation for one <laughs> sec. Just to remind everybody at the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show's lunch hour is sponsored by Caller Gracing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. Jay. So the the the, the no sweeping changes comment is obviously uh, an indictment or an endorsement rather of JB. He's going to be back, whether fans think he should be or not. He's going to be back. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at Kobe more than I'm looking at JB. And here's why this is a flawed roster. Big time. This, this is a flawed roster. Big time. We, we got so caught by the fireworks of Donovan Mitchell that we missed the meat and potato. Who, Who missed it? The fans. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Missed it initially. Now we know. But the front office missed it, Brad. There are four stars, alleged stars, on this team. Uh, 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 And uh. after that, Mm -mm. you got just a bunch of guys. No, 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 no. Listen, he's not getting ushered into that that four nothing. You want three stars. Jared Allen is regular and basic. He's standard. He's not leather seats. He's cloth. He got an AM, FM radio, no CD changer, no sunroof. You got a brutal here, son. Power windows? No power windows. Roll that boy down yourself. rolling a windows manual. He might not even got power steering fluid in there. Okay, let's just go this then. Let's, for the sake of this discussion, okay, we've tough. got three start, but it's it's the same thing that we did with the Browns coming into this season. We knew what they had at defensive line. We knew nothing. It. You can't, it's, and it. we were fooled by it, and the front office was fooled by it. And then you get you see the product, we, and you're like, um, who's going to stop running 
backs from getting well, 12 I, yards well, and they should get one? Let me say, I, I, I'm not sure that they were fooled by it. They've, they've been pretty adept about what they're doing. Why didn't they, but no, well, but well, they were fooled well, by well, it, Brad, well, because they had chances to fix it well, here. and they didn't. And I'm not saying it because I do radio for the Cavaliers, right? They're, they've been uh, Kobe's been pretty smart about it, right? One of the things that they were hamstrung with was going out and trying to acquire somebody because they don't have they don't have the assets to acquire it, and they didn't want to pay, right? I understand. So that's but, why I say go get Cole. But said, their big move was to release Kevin Love. Yeah, but see, that I, I think there was more to that story than now it, it comes back to bite that you because, hurts. because that that's hurts. exactly Miami Miami just dusted off the right. ones. But know, here or, or the but, uh, but I will tell I'll tell you this. There's a there's in this league there's two types, right? Some teams don't care about your antics. Kim Mulkey at LSU don't care about your antics, right? right. Can you play? Sure. That's right? it. I don't take anything else. I'll take that, the other stuff. Some people don't want to take that, right? And, and then, so for whatever happened with Kevin, I don't know. I'm not in there. But I will tell you this. The problems that they had, right, did not they not just miraculously appear in, in May, in, in, in April. No. That three spot was, 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 was a I was never I, fooled. That three spot I, was a problem. I, I don't it's know. Been a problem. But, but, Everybody know, thought they were going to at least no, win the well, first here, round here, series. Here, then, then you have a. Then you have. A I issue. was the only one that picked them to then, lose. There was nobody you could bring from the bench to help you. And that's my point, Brad. That that you just made my point. My point is, you of all people know how important the yes. bench is. Once you hit mid-April, we, we they were rolling guys in there that were just guys. There was a. I I I wrote set down some stats. Okay. Yeah. Sixteen playoff teams. In offense, they finished 15th. Yeah. 15th. Rebounding, 15th. Field goal percentage, 11th. For the regular season, for the regular season, this team's three-point shooting was in the lower half of the league. Yes. It's a three-point shooting league. Yes. So in the playoffs... Here's where the Cavs' top three three-point shooters ranked amongst individuals. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, highest, 20th. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland, 27th. Karis LeVert, 49th. That's not your game. Go look at Boston. Go look at Golden State. These teams that are shooting and hitting threes are winning series and advancing. This look, is Go back and look at that comment. This roster's flawed, Brad. That, that comment he made. Oh, I'm not saying it is, but co- go ahead. The comment he made go ahead. shows what I've been talking about from day one. What, what comment? The, 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 the we're not making sweeping no changes. No sweeping changes. See, there's only a couple teams really trying to win. And when I mean really trying to win, I'm not saying, hey, let's make it to the first round. Hey, let's let's see if we can get a guy in a first team all defense. Let's do no, I'm talking about all in championship caliber. That's why nobody likes LeBron James. That's why GMs have to take three years off because LeBron James puts pressure on you. Ain't no way old Kobe Altman with a LeBron James on his squad can say, you know what? We're not going to have any sweeping changes. We're going to come at status quo. You know what these general managers? Man, I was shocked by these that. general managers do this all the time. They know they playing with house money. They think they are. But if you come back with that same roster and you ain't better than the Knicks, you ain't better than the Hawks, you ain't never been better than the Sixers, the Celtics, or none of them top teams. Now you look at I'm looking at you like you well, bring here. back that roster Let, uh, with, with 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 the way we play in the playoffs, not regular season. Because they could come back and get 53 wins next year. But what I'm talking about. I don't even care about the regular season. I don't next care year. about I don't that. Care. 
But if I'm not they, being fooled by 51 anymore. If they come back with that same roster, they will get smoked well, let me, let me, again let me in say the playoffs. They, yes. they, they, there's no way you can come back with the same roster. I mean, we were, you were exposed. We were on 7th Avenue on Front Street. I mean, used to, people saw that on ABC, right? And yeah. so the country saw that. They right? laughed so, at you. So, so the, 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 the part of it is this. You may not want to be in the game. The game is the game, right? In any sport, when you have glaring weaknesses, they have to be addressed. You cannot do this. The Browns do this very well. Yep. I don't see nothing. And I told yeah. them the I same like, thing. I said the same thing gonna happen to you, right? And I'm not speaking because I'm, I'm speaking from the standpoint. I've been there. I know what it takes. The playoffs are totally different than the regular season. Now they they and you can you can have the greatest success all you want to, right? Doesn't at, matter. At the end, what happened was there were guys that were unsure of themselves. And they had never been punched in the mouth like that before. And it set them back so far. That's why they needed to make the playoffs last all, year. All, that but, stunted their growth by a full but, but, year. Yeah. Jay, all season, JB has to take credit for this. All Blame for this. All season, he did this. What? And it irked me from get-go. Every time something happened, he said, they're young. Yeah. If they wouldn't play defense, they're young. Yeah. If shots didn't fall, they're young. We, hey, hey, we got to like, guys, you got to go through this. That is not how you instill confidence in people. You tell them you're better than this and we have a standard here. We got a standard and a principle in which you're going to play. And when you keep telling people they're young, it's okay. Well, we'll be back next year. You, give you, them a built -in you, excuse. you get a building issues in that F. They don't put effort in. Did you see anybody G. look like they was disappointed? G. No, G. I didn't see it. He's learning too. Right, JB ain't deep in these prelates. Let me tell you something. When He's I was in, when I was in, when I was in the league, Jay, Tim was my assistant coach. I remember you said that. He'd been around a long time. Yeah. He's seen it. Where's his old jeans at? No, no. Yeah, well, that's another story. We'll get to that. But I'll, I'll tell you this, right? So there's value in having an OG next to you that knows yeah. the game to tell you to make you to keep keep it honest for you, right? But I will tell you this as well. You sit up in here and you cannot fool yourself here, right? JB over here is saying, you know, he's saying all the right things. The problem is Tib is playing from a different deck because he's got experience here. Julius Randle, I'll get take you to game four was, right? Julius Randle wasn't getting off at all. And then said after after the game said it was Zach. What is Zachary? He like, sit down. Come on, You're not you. doing nothing. You ain't getting back in this game. Right. On, I don't care who you are. Sit down. We playing this dude over here, right? And it just looked like that we're fine. We're 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 learning in real time, right? And that's the sad, that's the part about it. I think that that irked everybody because we yep. had expectations here, yep. right? And the expectation was at least this: you were going to compete. Now, I, and I will say this: I will say this. You didn't compete. You're learning on the job. I, the thing that I was most um, surprised with was this. In game five, I've been in do or die games. Right. right. Did you feel nobody, any urgency? Nobody had a sense of urgency. No wow. Right. Like, like we I, go, if we're going and, down, and that to we're me going is directly down, to the coach. Look, if we're going down, nah, because you got to have that in you. If you're going down, we're going down. We're going fighting, down. No, no, no. Not, not we. We're going down, you're going down through these hands right here. Right. And all I saw was guys trying to play hard. 
but there was nobody to step forward and say on my back. But I'll turn on Miami. Jimmy Butler had him on his back. Yep. I turn my I, I go to Golden State. Steph them put on their back. I see Sacramento. The uh, Darren Fox, Fox put them on their back. And they're John Morant put them on their back. Bain put them on their back. Right. This is in Atlanta. Trey Young put them on their back. Who was the dude putting us on our back? It was a shared supposed to be Mitchell. It was a shared responsibility. If you would have told me the day that the Cavs signed or made the trade for Mitchell, that the Knicks would beat the Cavs in the playoffs. Four one. I wouldn't have believed you. Mm -mm. I wouldn't have taken a bet on that. What did I tell you before the show? You and I said one thing, and I'll remind everybody. We said we said the Cavs gonna win this series. But I, Jay, I did not. Jay, I, no, picked, I picked the Knicks to win this Jay, 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 Jay and I said that we agreed on one thing. If the Cavs lose game one, all bets are off here. Yeah. Mikey, do you have real quick, do, do you got do you got the Jared Allen quote? Can I get that quote? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you I'll, got, I'll put, which one? The lights were too bright? Yeah, give me that one. Give me that, this, one. This yeah, is, that this is, Oh, he said, well, I can tell you. He said exactly, and this is a quote. The lights were brighter than I expected. How? You lived it's his in third postseason. How you see his third postseason? You lived in New York. You played a series in New York. What are you talking about? Yeah, and on top of that. that, you are supposed to be the the, the energy, the, the 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 toughness, the defender, the linchpin under the basket, and the whole series. You looked like you were dejected. Your whole your whole aura. No, he's just trotting up and down, and they just hitting you back in your head with forearms, knocking you under the basket. You ain't even look. This is crazy. That, that is crazy that you said that. Now, my problem is this, and I throw this out to everybody else. We know this. You can't fool the fooler. You know when you give an effort. An effort is not something you can just grow overnight. The problem is I ain't worried about your skill set and why you can't, we can't throw you the basketball and you can't score underneath. At least you can keep other people off the boards. But the, uh, the, the unforgivable thing is for you to look in the mirror and say to yourself, yeah, I was scared. Yeah, I took an L, and I'm going to just put it out after they was laughing at you in game four. After they was in the media laughing at you. And my problem is this. We can wish and hope all we want. The bottom line from basketball standpoint, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen cannot play together. That is what it is. I'm it, beginning to think that too. It's, it, it, because G's right. Because yeah, you, you were 15th in rebounding. You, you can't. 15th. You, you Which is effort. You can't e this, even the stuff Evan Mobley does well. He's even hampered a little bit because Jared Allen is sitting there. But you know what? Who's going to take Jared Allen? He's un he's unmovable. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't. Listen, I'm not, I'm not panicking here. But I, I will tell you this: your rotation. So when you talk about the sweeping changes, your rotation has to change. You need two. Here, let me tell you what you need. You need to resolve your three position. You're not going to resolve it through normal means because you have no money to do it, right? So you're going to have to buy off the scrap heap. But you need two more additional bodies because let me counteract this thing here. You two not rebounding. I'm gonna send two dogs up in here, right? We cracking some heads up in here, right? Who are the dogs? You better Brian find them out here. I that's said, that's I another here. thing. Yeah, for Kobe. Hold, hold on, Stop hold on. talking about what you can't hold, do. Hold, let me tell you here, because I, I think of like this. There was a guy that called in on radio the other day, and he said something good. Because you now you can't go traditional methods, because you don't have the money to get out here and buy somebody, right? Man. You don't have the assets, Bro, right? Look. Let me tell. So, so let me tell what the guy threw out yesterday. You know, I'm looking around, and for this year, I need to get out the moment. Tristan was sitting at home. I could have used him to bang around, right? I'm just using him for the year. I'm not using him for no five-year span. Here, got throughout this yesterday. Boogie Cousins down there in Mexico. Yep, yep, give me that. Here, not that Boogie Cousins is the Boogie Cousins. 
I need somebody. I need somebody with some dog in them. Yeah. Right. Well, did you see the Isaac Okoro quote about physical play? What did he say? Yeah. The reporter asked him, why wasn't there an adjustment made to ramp up the physical play to meet the Knicks? He said, oh, I got the exact oh, quote you want. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah, let me see it. He basically said, exact quote right here. You quote, can't do that. I don't think you can adjust physicality. Have to have it. Got to have toughness. It's just a mental thing. It's not something you can physically have. So he's saying mentally, they, you've just got to want it more. Apparently, New York wanted it more. End quote. Um, guys, these are horrible quotes. <laughs> these quotes coming out of here. The lights were too bright. Oh, we're just not physical. We, we, you can't just manufacture physical, and we're not a physical team. They wanted it more. So you and got- the worst one, Jay, the worst one we didn't even read, but Danny Green and Rubio both said, we knew we were the better team. New York just wanted it more. Guys, Why? guys this, is, this, is, this is broken culture. So, so you have to let me. Is, just, is it not broken culture, Brad? Well, when you've got I, four I, guys. I don't like here those comments you just heard. I don't like any of them, right? Because they're symbolic of of what is being sublimely thought. Who do here, they go to? Right, it, it goes to the culture being set here, right? Because, and who sets the culture? Well, you, you know, it starts at the top. JD it, it, sets, it, sets are the they top. saying that in Miami about Spolstra? No, because but see what 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 stops it? You don't know what Spolstra's saying, but I tell you what. Jimmy Butler not having it, right? You don't have nobody here that's not having it, right? You, you Donis Haslam ain't having it. I said, so here, who, who, <laughs> this is who, amazing. who's cracking a head here, right? Because somebody got to keep somebody honest. Because I'm going to just tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. On any of the teams I've been on, Pistons, Bulls, front line getting out done like that, they'd have had some words. Probably had some hands on them by this time, right? They'd guys, have had some hands the on Knicks them. or the Heat are going to play in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's yeah. crazy. Five and an eight. But, so one of them is going to play for the but, Eastern but Conference Finals. But here, what's, what's, what is the common denominator? You have dudes on each team that's not having it. Jimmy it, Butler's not having it. it, it, it Brunson's it, not having it, right? And it's not so necessarily and, and, and about... And the Cavs don't have that it's guy. Not I thought nec- Mitchell was that guy. It's not necessarily... I thought we had it. I don't know no, now. The, no, no, no. The organization <laughs> don't have it because at the top of the organization, he just told you ain't nothing going to happen. So that's that's like you you got children, right? Your father, did you you know, you got kids, they go to school and do something, right? The teacher call you in and you get there, and instead of asking what your kid did, you flip the whole conversation on the teacher. Well, well, well what did you say to well, him? Here's the, well, here. well, what happened? Why would you Why would you raise your here, voice? Here's, here's, I see why. Here, what? Gee, but here's the other side of it, right? You could be saying anything at the press conference to get out the moment, right? What you, What you going to show me between now and August? What you going to do about it? Because there's a problem here, and for and and the problem is here's the thing, Jay. Everybody in this town saw it. I mean, you could you couldn't not tell just this town. You couldn't tell. I'm just going to leave it here eccentric to to Northeast Ohio, right? Everybody everybody here saw it, right? And it has to be addressed. So you can't sit here and say we're not addressing it because hey, it has to be addressed. I'm, I'm, I'm not. And he said it. Listen, here's what I'm not going to do no more. I'm not about to sit here and say who's washed and who's done. Can Carmelo Anthony give me something more than I got from Jetty Osman? Sure the hell he can. Can Carmelo Anthony give me something better than these than Ricky Rubio? Sure he can. At the end of the day, we got to stop saying what we don't need in lieu of being comfortable with what we got. Right. And that comfortable nature turns real sour in your mouth when you get smoked by the Knicks. By the way, Bismack Biombo is available. I take him. DeMarcus Cousins is available. I kick the tires on him. And if you want to find out a way to get Evan Mobley together, 
I bring in Nikola Vujicic. I like him out of Chicago. He can hit a three. He's he's a back to the basket guy, and he's rugged. Well, I'm give a, me Vujicic. I remind people, and the off season is about you can. There's redemption here. You can redeem yourself, right? But you have to. There's some honesty in it. I'll take you back to remember Magic had that tragic series playoff series against the Celtics. Yep. Right, and the world came crashing down on him. I mean, they turned on him like it was nobody business in this in this country. And so he used that entire offseason. Jay knows it to use that entire offseason to rebuild himself and his game. But there was some honesty there. You have to say, I stunk the joint up. It was me. I right. didn't hear anybody say that right. in well, this game. Well, I heard I heard Donald Mitchell say it was me. I faltered, right? Now it's just not the talk. I don't, you have to believe it was you that didn't do it. I don't feel they got the same. I don't feel like they got the same anything as magic. The mental fortitude, the heart, the leadership, none of that. So if you don't got none of that, I don't know what's the catalyst for you going out here to make your life hard in the summer by doing stuff. I just don't. I don't see that type of team. I don't see it. Can I add one thing to this? And it's spot on with what you guys are saying. You look at the Heat, for example, and not the Heat of the anomaly. They, they do everything differently. They don't care about the regular season. We talked about having bucket getters, all these different types of options to score. Did y'all know Miami had the league's worst offense this year? Yeah, they did. The point per They're game. number one in the playoffs. I'll get to that in terms of points per game yeah. and the all-inclusive, we need this everywhere shooting. They shot the second lowest percentage from three on the fewest attempts in the league this year. But come playoff yeah. time, they have a head coach in Spolstra, yeah. and they have a dude, a certified playoff dude. Jimmy Butler in the regular season is what he is. He's going to sit out 25 games. The second that postseason starts, there are maybe two, three players in the league you'd want on your team in a game seven over Jimmy Butler. So, so Mikey, you, this series have been incredible, and that's the difference in a team like Mikey, Miami and what we saw in Cleveland. Mikey, you're missing a couple of things. It's not just Jimmy Butler, right? Kyle Lowry's not having it. I'm giving you the components of what's inside the group. Yeah, It's not just one person. You have a multitude of people that are not having, and they're the ones that keep the pressure on the other ones. Because when you're not delivering, you think I was joking? I was lying. Chicago, we'd put, we'd put somebody put some hands on somebody. It would have to been JB to tell me that you wasn't doing your job here. Somebody would have fought you. I'm about to fight you right now, right? Because I gotta hold you accountable here. You get here. Let me just say the worst look they had in the entire playoff. We getting run up under the basket. Mitchell Robinson is making jokes on you in the post <laughs> in the press conference. Mitchell Robinson, decent dude. I mean, he's not an earth mover around here. There's got to be more pride, um, and I just now you can run a, see it. if you can run in the ground by Embiid. That's a different story. Mitchell Robinson, right? So you have there's some honesty here, right? But there's some gaping holes here. There was nobody JB could turn to on the sideline that could help. Mm-hmm. Who's the OG? Nobody. So all the dudes you playing down in the G League and down here, nothing helping you at all. But Carmelo sitting at home. <laughs> hey, I tell you what, look, man. Um, I I've said it. I'm on record with saying it. And, and the only way you get people um, together is you, you you just you just let them know how you feel. If the if the Cavs think that they're gonna just come back. And Kobe Altman, you do a press mm-hmm. conference and you gonna say we're not making sweeping changes. I'm not paying attention to y'all like that, bro. Now, now you gotta. I, I'm not. I'm not interested. I don't want to. Don't tell guys, me, guys. I, I I'm not, cannot I'm not doing tell that. you the, the by game five, yeah. city of Cleveland had already checked out. Yeah. Playoff tickets on the resale market were were going twenty six bucks. You could have got in for twenty six. Nothing. We did. We had live reporters at the Tower City. 
Yeah. Tower City has pregame. Uh, it, I was embarrassed for Cleveland. It was the first time since I've been home where I could actually say, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed of my city. They, they were giving away free tickets at the Tower City uh, pep rally. At 5 o'clock, just a couple hours before the game, there were like 30 people down there. And, and they were holding watch parties. So you could, it was, you know, everybody could come down and stay down there for the game. Even later in our newscast and for the 6 o'clock show, we took a live shot there. There was hardly anybody there. Right. Well, and, and I had said, I, I, I told some folks in our newsroom, we talked about it on the air. I said, Cavs aren't winning tonight. It's over. It's G, ending tonight. Gee, well, you know, people here are. The city gave up on them, too. The city, but you know why? We saw what it was. Jay, people, it was fool's gold pe- in the regular season. People here had, have seen the glory. Right, they know. Seen they it. have now, now they, and I they know what it looks no, like, and it, it doesn't like. look like that. I know, this, what, I know what. It's the same reason why the, the people flood, uh, flood out of Brown Stadium when the Browns are struggling, and they act like, "Well, we got Watson under him." They're like, "No, no, this, I know. this not working." And by the way, you know that question that we we jokingly asked: uh, would, "Would you want LeBron back?" And there were a lot of people with all kinds of bravado saying, "Oh, hell no, we don't need him now. We got we got Donovan Mitchell." Yeah, we need him. I'll take him. <clears throat> Listen, I'll man. take a 39-year-old LeBron James here next year, because you know why? He's going to hold everybody, everybody in that locker room accountable every single and, night. And, and we don't have a guy that does that and right every, now. And, and that is why. Listen, and, and, and I'm gonna just to me, I'm switching it up. You know, certain things in your life change who you are. I'm not I, the, the 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 people out there that have snide remarks for LeBron and what he do. Uh, I'm no longer listening or entertaining <laughs> any of those conversations. Yo. My block button is ready. The block, block follow button, all that is ready. I'm not going to do it because I understand how hard it is when the championship and just what not only him, but J.R. Smith, uh, all the Tristan Thompson slander got to quit too. I don't care who he dates. Stop it. He's not, listen, Tristan Thompson versus Jared Allen. Now you know who I'm taking. Anderson Verzal, that whole squad is now put in bubble wrap. Don't sit on it. It's like your grandmother's furniture well. in that little room <laughs> with the white carpet with the bubble wrap all on the couches. We're not about to go there. Leave that alone. They in bubble wrap. I'm going to say this, right? Because I've talked to Kobe a number of times, right? And I feel like he's a guy that keeps it honest. So I don't care what you say at that podium, right? There are things that have to be done here, and I think he recognizes that. Now, the question is, there's some things that have to be addressed here because some of the things that you saw transpire in this five game series have to be answered because the problem Jay is the other teams in the league saw how you got walked down. Mm-hmm. They're going to use the same methodology against you. So you have to counteract that narrative, right? And it's the same reason why as the Bulls were struggling, they went and got a nemesis to help them. They went and found Dennis Rodman. Sure. Right. Because they had to be honest with themselves. This thing ain't w- going to work like this without a person like that. Right. Right. So you have to get out of what you thought it was about and say, will I do what's necessary to make us better? I think the disappointing thing, Brad, is Cavs fans thought that we were finally living in the world of NBA relevant relevance. Yeah. Yes. We thought that, you know, we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's the worst part about it. Because of the years that LeBron gave the Cavs, right. we know what being relevant feels like. Right. We also, because of the LeBron less years, right. know what irrelevance feels right. like. And we thought, oh, we're back in the relevance. We're about to back in the game again. And we quickly got 
swatted back into the world of irrelevance. We gave everybody the fodder that they needed because Stephen A went ballistic. I mean, this is not just Stephen A, but I mean the whole thing, the whole narrative, right? So you undermined your 50 win season, right? Now, if you had given a performance like Atlanta and uh, like I'm at this thing, Sacramento, you say, okay. Yeah, they weren't even in the games. They lost by 11 That's the in problem. game five. They lost by nine in game four at home. They lost by 29 in game three. Yeah. After a big win in game two, yeah. they came out and lost by 29 points. It's so, it's so crazy. You know what? I'll be honest with you, man. There's a time. There's a time. I, I you know, people say I, I don't take to losing very well. Um, we was playing. We was playing uh, Buffalo one time. Buffalo was like ranked 117th or something stupid in the country. Mm-hmm. And I'm at which is damn near last. Which is last in Division One. And we went to Buffalo and we got beat 40 to nothing, 41 nothing. And I was a freshman and I came back and, and I got we got to we got back to the stadium. We watched fired? the film Who got fired? and uh, they had us running extra laps because um, we had we, we, we didn't have our socks at the right length. Wow. And, and of all the things they of all the things. To. And as we're on the line running, I just go in the monologue. I said, you know what? <laughs> I said, it's a, it's a damn shame that you guys are out here trying to make prove a point about running when you can't get a third down conversion. Why would you even call that? We running in the triple option still, and we, we are in the dark ages. This is not the four horsemen in Notre Dame in 1920s. <laughs> they looked at me like they had saw a ghost. They said, you know what? You shut your mouth. I said, you get what? What? You already run? We already running. We got beat 41 nothing by the worst team in the game, and all you could come up with is running for socks, but no adjustments. You guys are great. You guys are great on discipline. You guys, listen, note to self, this ain't the military, right? Like, you can't send me to a war. The only thing you can do is either take my scholarship or make me run more. And I, they just made me run. They said, dang, bro, why would you do that? I said, sometimes you got to prove a point. How long did that coaching staff last? They was out of there the next year. Gone. Peace. Not, not surprised. Gone. Because we went one and ten. Well, so, so here, I think it was, it was tough medicine for everybody. I'm not gonna. I'm not here to panic yet. I, I don't like the way any of it went down, right? I don't think anybody here went down. Anybody tell you they like the way it went down is lying to you, right? I need. Yeah. The, I need that right. old Dan Gilbert back. The, Dan, <laughs> Dan. Yeah. They, if you listening, Dan, and you watch the show, hopefully you do. Tell your boy Kobe if if that was just a smoke screen. Hopefully it was, but tell him status quo won't get it. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. I, I I'm, I'm not sure that anybody saw that coming, right? The way it came, right? Because some things, some things you can't teach, right? Some things are the coach can't instill in you. Either you, either you do or you don't, right? Yeah. And we saw more you don't than you do, right? Saw a lot more. Uh, Mike, you got some reads? Got two things real quick. It is 12:30, which means we are halfway through the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, which is sponsored, as always, by Colleague Racing, the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. Also, if you're not already. The question is, why not become a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show for a buck ninety-nine a month? You get all the loyalty badges, custom emojis, and member-only community posts. That is hot each morning with Earl and Anthony on their question of the day, stuff like that. For four ninety-nine a month, you get all those same starter tier perks plus overtime videos. Ninety-nine percent of the time, there is no overtime today. We got to get on a special call, and we can announce what that is. Uh, hopefully with some very good news a little later in the afternoon. So there is no overtime today, but almost every other day. 
There's an extra segment of overtime content. You get member shout-outs, discount codes to merch, and much, much more. We will continue to update you guys through Haymarket, on the community tab, on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere we can on the Browns draft the next two nights. Myself and Earl working over 10 hours of overtime, Holy making Martin. sure you guys have all the information you need on whoever the Browns pick, whatever they do on trades, and everything you need to know draft-related. We are your number one source for that. Check us out on YouTube and on our social channels. We got one more topic we got to get to, and that is the Guardians, Jay. You weren't here yesterday for Tanner Bibby Bybee, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Striking out eight people. I just want to call him his name, I don't Tanner care Bybee. what you call him. He's the accountant with goggles, the silent assassin. You pick his nickname. But <laughs> he was assassin. phenomenal in his debut. You weren't here, Jay, but the question I want to ask you and the rest of the panel is, with what we've seen from him and Allen, I know it's just one start each. Yeah. They're going to continue to stay in the rotation. How much more pressure does that put on Savali, Plesak, and Quantra to kind of step their crap up? A lot. A lot. Guardians are below 500. They're two and a half games out of first place, and we're still in April. That's not good. Um, now, I'm not going to panic because we're doing it without our number two horse. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long McKenzie's going to be out. I mean, for a sore shoulder, this is a long time. Uh, the word was it could be 60 days, which would take us all the way through May before mm-hmm. we see him. Um, right there, that guy is the answer. Um, Logan Allen is the answer. Um, I was watching his debut. I got a little nervous in the sixth inning when he gave up three hits, and I said, don't let this kid go through the order a third time because mm-hmm. they don't know what he looks like until now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had some advanced minor league scouting that you know, they knew that you know, he's got a really good curveball and he can you know, pinpoint his pitches pretty well. But I was worried what would happen had the lineup got to see him a third time. And fortunately, um, Tito came and got him after the uh, third hit in the sixth inning. He's very good. Uh, so is Logan Allen. So once again, the Guardians have two of the most talked about rookie pitchers in Major League Baseball. This is who they are. This is what they do. They've got some secret tree that's planted <laughs> in good year. <laughs> and pitchers just fall off of it. Yep. And anybody in sports will tell you one of the hardest positions to develop in football, baseball, and basketball, all of sports, is quality pitching. And somehow, they've got the cheat code. And they've got this tree that guys are just falling off of, one after another. Thank goodness for that. If I'm Savali and Plezak, who, by the way, were two guys that were falling off of this tree just a couple of years ago. Um, And even Quantrill, those guys haven't been... They've had flashes of being very good, yeah. but they haven't been consistent. Will Bybee and will Logan Allen be consistent? I don't know, but I think they're going to get a chance to show it. And if I'm one of those three guys, and this is a good thing, if I'm one of those three guys and I know I'm fighting for my spot in the rotation, I'm stepping up my game. I, I love who I, Listen, I've been calling for him from day one. They say, G. Bush, calm down. You're not, you're not going to get no pitchers early. Uh, they, they really, they really like to take their time. They don't want to bring them out too early, and they need to ramp them up. I'm like, man, listen. Well, McKenzie is out, right? You know, you losing guys left and right, and you're not getting the run support that you you thought you potentially mm-hmm. could get. Oh, that's so been terrible. It's horrible. You're not even, getting, you know. So, what, what do you need to do? If you're not getting runs, you got to keep other people from scoring. And so, when I see Bobby down in in Double A, Triple A, I'm watching the stuff. I'm like, man, this dude got it. Dude, this dude got heat. He don't even look like he's throwing that hard, but it is. And, mm-hmm. and his and the movement on his curveball is crazy. He got four pitches. And so my process, my problem always with the Guardians was 
Yeah, I know you you telling me you got restraints on the purse strings. You can't go out and, and, and retain people or go out and get big big name guys. But your farm system is always jumping. So if we ain't gonna get we not gonna get them from here. It's a th- couple of ways you can get them through trades. You can use your young guys. Well, if you're not gonna get trades and you're not gonna spend money to keep big name guys. Let me see some of the young dudes and to their credit. They they got Logan up there. They got Bobby up there, and now I'm looking to see Gavin Williams. I'm looking to see him too. I am too. He, he could, they just moved him up to, I believe, Triple yep, A. Up up. So, hey, I like it. I'm watching it. All Bobbies. I'm, I'm into him. I like his glasses. I've never seen a white <laughs> a white dude with the Malcolm X joints. He had the Malcolm X joints, the Malcolm Littles. He had. I said, oh, I like him. Looking like my man. Yeah. Look, look, look. <laughs> this dude looks like a creative player on MLB The Show. <laughs> he looks like an accountant. Yeah, he does. He, listen, he looks nah, he look like my man from Major League when Charlie Sheen. Put Charlie him, Sheen. Put him right. Look, look how he looking. He like, yeah, you don't even know what I'm throwing. <laughs> that dude throws 99. I don't care what you say. The rec specs make you look 15,000 times more intimidating on the mound. And I know it's corny, high but socks, I'm with Jay. you. I'm with you. He I know. Got the, he ain't even got the long joint. I, uh, I had heard so much about him when I was in Goodyear. I wanted to take a chance to, you know, watch him throw on the side and see what he had. And when I first saw him, I'd read so much about him. I, and I heard that he was smaller. But when I first, I, I, I was kind of taken aback at how small he looks in real life. Okay. Mm. He doesn't look intimidating. He's not this big guy. You know, he's not CC Sabathia or one of these big imposing pitchers. But when I watched him throw it in his bullpen session, I was like, this guy's got everything. He's got a great curveball. He's changed his speeds very well. Um, he's got an electric fastball. He's got all of the stuff that you want to see in a young pitcher. And again, mm-hmm. I just I give so much credit to this. How many days again? How many days before he pitch again? Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do with the rotation in Boston. I haven't seen. He's the, not scheduled to pitch. He's not scheduled Boston. now. I don't know what they're going to do moving forward. I think it was a spot start, and we'll see where, where we go from there. But I think Savali is on a short leash. I think Plezak is on a short leash. I think probably I, I don't know. I mean, this is just me. What I would be thinking if you've got guys that are you know putting up a lot of zeros, I want the league to prove to me that they're not that dude. And that can very well happen. You know, I mean, guys come up in their debuts and they oftentimes look spectacular for a lot of yeah, reasons. Yeah. Number yeah. one, they have 10 times the adrenaline coursing through their body than yeah, they've yeah. ever had yeah. at any point in their life. Always that plays a big factor. It can either make you a lot better or it can make you a lot worse. So far, these guys haven't blinked at the stage. I want to see more of this. Is this who they are? It very well, look, it happens all the time. Guys call, come, come up and they win eight of their first nine. That, that could be one of these two guys. That could save the season. Not that the season's in peril, but I, look, you know, I looked at the uh, AL Central standings. And again, the AL Central is a joke. Yeah, White Sox yeah, yeah. is trash. The White Sox are in Royals. third place, and I think they're like, Nine the White 14. Sox are in third place. They're eight, they're eight and eighteen. Eight and eighteen. Crazy. I mean, this this is a. They're, they're 18, in fourth sorry. place. They're in fourth place. Um, this division is going to come down to most likely the Guardians and the Twins. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're only two and a half games out, and we've hit like twelve home runs in twenty-five games. They're twenty-nine home, home runs once again. How many yeah. do we have? Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen home runs in twenty-five games. G. They're on pace to hit 80 some home runs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
Then Bonds hit 80 or something. Bonds hit 75 one year by himself. They average about half a home run per game. So one home run every two games. Which is really close to what Bonds averaged in his record-setting season. I've never seen a team this power shortage. It's just anemic, man. And, like, if you can't – it's hard to string together – Single after single after single. After. The statistics just say it's, you down? It's, it's improbable. You need to get three or four hits in a row to get one, two runs. That that is not efficient, and it really hurts. <laughs> it really hurts when you've been dominating and you are four nothing. You you are four nothing. You get to the seventh inning, and all of a sudden somebody give up a three run home run. Down on four three. Yeah. You'll be sick to your stomach because you done won. You made the plays in the outfield. You made the routine plays. You got off the field. Your pitcher's been been breezing. He may have gave you six and a half strong innings, a, a quality start, and you give up one three-run homer, and you're like, oh, wow, we're in trouble. And here's the worst part about that. You can't rely on that. You don't have that in your arsenal right. at all. You just don't have it. And I don't know if they're gonna if the bats are going to warm up as the season gets long. It, it, they should. But my goodness, if, if you would have told me that the Guardians would only have 12 home runs through their first 13, <laughs> <That's sad. laughs> through their first 25 games, that's sad. I would have said, oh, they're probably seven games under 500. Yeah. Well, not in this division. So yeah, they're hanging around. You know, who, um, you know, but who, uh, they got to start hitting home runs. Switching soon. course. You know, Bobby reminds me of who? Greg Maddox. The look. Remember Greg Maddox had his glasses. Yeah, kind of yeah, like unassuming, a, scholarly look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. if he turns out to be Greg Maddox number two. I'll take it. Man, I'll take it. They're very excited about him, and they should be. Uh, I don't play fantasy baseball. I've got way too much going on in my life to mess with that, but I do every once in a while read up about it, and I guess Allen and Bybee were the two most scurried-after players this oh. past week based mm. on their performances. Okay. Everybody wants to get them on their teams yeah, now. right, right. Um, and I, I can see why. Uh, they've got it. I hope that it's not fool's gold. I hope that they can pull this off more than more often than not. And it seems like they, the stuff is there for both of these guys to okay. be able to do that. Um, do we want to do the top five? We're going to do top five. I, I like your top five yeah, list. We're going to do the top five. I like that. I have to find the email I sent Anthony, though, that has my explanations on here because it's the top five wonky words analysts use to describe <laughs> draft prospects. Got it. Yep. And to prove these are real. I am going to tell you who uses these words, where they originated from, and someone they've used. Maybe we can guess who used them. Okay, fine. I won't tell you who uses them. All right. Or who cre- this is who created them. Okay. At least according to Google. Oh, um, wow. They're giving them credit And I'll for give you a player things. who has been labeled this. So okay. these are all real. These are not me just no, I know. making these up. These are words, you know, when you listen to the draft. They love we'll labels. Do later. They love they labels. They labeled weird. They all have their own special vocabulary. So uh, these are my five favorites. And this is the ultimate five for Thursday, April 28th. Thursday? Friday. Man, today's I miss Thursday. Anthony, man, I my whole life goes out of <laughs> Anthony, right. you're more important than you thought. So number five, a one-pop daddy. <laughs> Larry Allen was used as a describe here. And what he means by this, and I'm going to let you guess who said it, is once they get your hands on you, it's a wrap. Yeah. Was that Mel Kuyper? It is not Mel Kuyper. No, it's Booger McFarland. Close. No, Booker no. Uses it's it now. This is who originated it. Oh, this is who originated it. Uh, 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 is there a specific network? Uh, he's on NFL Network. Oh, NFL Network. Uh, Daniel J- Jeremiah. Correct. Yeah, he's Daniel good. Daniel Jeremiah. He's good. 
He, he used to work at ESPN. I worked with him at ESPN for a little while, and I just remember thinking the first time I worked with him, this guy's going to be a star. Yeah, he's One really good. One pop daddy. One pop daddy. Right, get your hands good. on you as an offensive, line, offensive defensive lineman. It's, it's over. All right, next, number four. Yes, How about a glass eater? A dude who just plays with a mean, nasty streak. You eat cereal, Quentin Nelson, he eats glass for breakfast. Nah, man. That, that, uh, that, that is, uh, what's the guy with the, um, the finger? Uh, Brian no, not Baldy. Not Baldy. No. Another NFL Network guy. It is NFL GM. Network? Uh, actually, that was the glass eater was coined by, I think, Clark Tog was using that in basketball. Is it the dude that uh, used to be with the Jets and the um, Patriots? Was It's Mike Mayock. No. Oh, no, Mike no, Mayock. No, no. That's a Mike Mayock term, yes. All right. I forgot Mike Mayock was with the Raiders for a little Yeah, bit. he did. He left the NFL Network. Very unsuccessful to, stint. Very unsuccessful. Terrible stint. Yeah. Uh, a lot easier th- than they make it seem. Number three. I, I love when draft experts, analysts, whatever you want to call them, Describe a guy, an interior lineman, is just full of sand. Like, good luck trying to move a 320-pound bag of sand in the trenches. Jordan Davis, the Eagles' first-round pick last year, was described as a bag of sand by which ESPN draft Is that Lewis Riddick? Not Lewis Riddick. It's the only one you guys haven't mentioned yet. Oh, Todd McShay. It is Todd McShay. He's good, too. So... So you telling me they got Jordan Davis and that and dude they've and, got four that well, monster. Hold up. That it's just... ironic that you're gonna talk about Jalen Carter because he actually is the picture in the next one. Oh good. He was described by someone on this list we already mentioned as a dancing bear. A massive human <laughs> being with the feet of a ballerina. Yeah, that's Lewis Riddick. So you That is Lewis Riddick. So correct. you got a dancing bear in sand. That is very difficult <laughs> to run on. Dancing bear and someone who's full of sand. Like what are da- you gonna do? Dancing bear is very descript though. I mean It's a good one. <laughs> it's a really they, good one. Hey, don't they still have Hargrove? Hargrove? Uh, yeah, no, Hargrove's no, not with San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco in the offseason. Okay. We were hoping that we were hoping that we'd get Hargrave. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> all right, what's the what's the number one? Number one. So this was Big one boy. that I heard up in Big the lead boy. up to this draft. I had not heard it before, but I went back and I got two guys on record. You're not going to guess who it is. It's a name that I wasn't familiar with, but he's the Ringers' top NFL draft expert, Dan Shanka. You oh, ready for yeah, this? I wouldn't have known that. Take it, Steve. A rolling ball of butcher knives. What? <laughs> he used this to describe big physical defenders or big physical backs who defenders are scared to tackle with the quote, would you want to step in front of a rolling ball full of butcher knives? Well, that's what it's like trying to tackle Leonard Fournette and Derrick Henry. That's a pretty good one. That's, that's sound, very script. That sounds like a, a medieval uh, torture device. Uh, it does. But all you need to do is put some crude oil or some dung on there because it's, it's lightable. <laughs> then you light it, and then you roll it down a hill <laughs> that castle drawbridge. A burning ball. <laughs> a burning ball of butcher, of butcher knives. knives. That's devastating. That is a good one. I like that very some much. Some honorable mentions that didn't make the list. Um, I, I, this one I don't like, but I hate when they call dudes tweeners. Yeah, like, but they use that a lot. They use it a lot. I understand the premise and reason for it. I'm not a big fan. I do like the uh, the wiggle and can yeah. get out of a yeah. fight in a yeah. phone booth. Yeah, 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 I right, always like right. that. And then this is the uh, yin and yang. Either someone's got peg legs or they got dumpies, which is, you know, <laughs> someone who skips leg day, what? someone who doesn't skip leg day. They got what? It. Uh, also, Mike Mayock-isms. All, all those are Mike's? The dumpies thin Thin legs, uh, nice. peg legs, excuse me, both yeah. Mike Mayock-isms. Mike's so. great as an analyst. Yeah, he's really good. But he was horrible in, in he, practicing what he's yeah, preaching. Very, very, he, very He was bad. so good that I used to I used to go 
back and forth from the NFL Network's coverage yeah. to the ESPN coverage. You wanted to see I him. wanted to see because, you know, they just they would have different things to say about him. So. What's crazy is Mel has been doing this for 40 some years. years. And he, his mind, if you asked him, it's sharp, give me the top 10 prospects from the 82 draft, he'll rattle them all off and he'll tell you they're 40 times. It, this guy's like a, an encyclopedia. Yeah, sharp. He was that, sharp yesterday. If that's yep. all you do, that's all he cares about. Yeah. He is all about the draft. That's all he cares that's about. All, I mean, he is like yesterday was his Christmas. And for the next 364 hey, days, he uh, will he immerse about, himself he in about college football players. The draft and his next hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, you know, you know I, I will say this. It, it is a necessary, it's a necessary process. Um, you know, you said you saw the top mache and he said, I hate this, but as a consumer the day after mock draft, I love it yeah. as a consumer, because well, what it does, it gives you context. Like these guys provide context to what you see because a lot of people don't ever really watch guys up front. They don't watch linebackers. They don't really watch offensive linemen. They watch the ball. The quarterback, the quarterback. throws the ball yeah. and Wide somebody receivers, catches sometimes cornerback yeah, sometimes. But other than that, they don't watch any of the other positions. So when he comes out with his mock draft the next year, now you're like, oh, well, let me let me watch this guy sure. during the season. Now yeah. I can say he's going to be good or he's got prospects because at the end of the day, they're just providing you context with how, how good that's how video games they put it in Madden ratings are huge. Yep. college football ratings are huge and these guys they they really help pick how because think about it like this. They tell you that they're fast. You don't know how fast they are till they go to the combine. That's true. Right. You don't get none of that information. So how would you equate how to make a guy fast on a video game? No, you you're right. Know. You're right. They just take their word for it. And guess what? To be honest, they're kind of close. Because they, you know, like some of them, like they'll say he's really fast, and then he'll go to the combine and not really run fast, and they'll say, okay, well now we got to go back and look at the discrepancies. We'll figure out what's going on. Right. And he'll run. Hopefully, he runs faster than his pro day. Yeah. Do you guys feel that Jackson Smith? What, what is Jackson Smith a jig? But I thought I think he's he was one of the biggest anomalies. Do you think he's going to do what Alave and Garrett and McLaurin are, are doing now? I or, don't. I don't. I do. It scared me that he didn't have anything at all to talk about in his most recent college season. Hmm. I know he was injured, but I just I, I, I was very concerned about his lack of production when he did play. Um, how much carryover was there of the injury? He decided not to run it at at, uh, at the combine, right? Yeah, I don't. Did he run in his pro day? He ran, I think his, he ran pro his pro day, day but what he did he run? Combine. What he run? He didn't tear it up, did he? It was. It was exactly. Okay. It was like four, high four fours, low four fives. Yeah, it wasn't like it was eye popping. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's just such a high bar when you look at the success that the OSU receivers have had. Now, yesterday during the draft coverage, they said Brian Hartline likes these guys, likes likes Smith and Jigba better than all of them. Overall of them. Well, Garrett Wilson was asked who was the best one on the team last year, and, and he, he said, said Jackson Smith and Jigba. Let me tell you yeah. something. And Jigba is no joke. No, he had a great no, season no, two years no ago. Joke. He went to a great spot, too. He ain't no joke. I think he did, too. He ain't no joke. You know, here's Seattle. the other thing, too. Seattle took him. And, uh, I, the, the reason I'd be concerned, like, he's going to be measured against those guys. Those guys are legitimate stars now in the NFL. Yeah. So, I mean, if he comes in and he puts down anything less than a legitimate star-type season, yeah. he's going to be looked at as a bust. He, and that's a I, lot I, of pressure. I, I don't worry about that about Jigba. And Jigba is a talent. He's a talent. And I know he sat out all of last year. 
Not all of it. He played it when I mean, he played. Well, his, I mean, he played in two games and then, and then, and he just then, wasn't then, noticeable. Well, I mean, well, listen, if you ever had your hamstring pulled, like, you can't go. You just can't. Yeah. And then the thing about the hamstring is, if you don't let it settle down, I know. it'll keep coming at you, yeah. right? It'll keep coming and at you. And it's your motor. Without right. it, you're done. You're done, right? So, let, let's just – and and also, let's hope that's a one-off. Let's hope he's not injured right. in the NFL. Well, I mean, like got, he was I mean, he's a freak, freakish shit from Notre, from Notre Dame. They got him, took him uh, down. Uh, well, I like him, though. I mean, I, I just – I'm a little concerned that the bar is so high for him. I'm going back to this. What are we going to do today? I know. Hey, we need, uh, listen, I don't know. To, in my heart of hearts, I just keep telling myself they need, they need, I just feel like they need, they, they need one more playmaker. Just give me one more. I, I got good. God, when I can't really, he, he been injured a lot. Do you That's, want them to go linebacker or wide receiver with their first pick? Wide receiver. I, listen, I'm all in. Look, y'all well, going to play linebacker. Y'all tell me I, all the time. Y'all tell me all the time. Look, hey. You could listen if you playing in the NFL, you can win with a average bend but don't break if, defense. If, if I get to, but if you can't, if you can't score no points, yeah, you need wide receiver. If, if I get to the second round, I go for wide receiver. But Who's I need a linebacker. Play linebacker though? That's what I need. A linebacker. And you know what? I don't want I to happen linebacker. next year. I don't want us to be sitting here next December saying. We knew we were weak at linebacker. What did we expect? I think, I think they, I <laughs> we think, did that all year. I think I know. I don't want to do that again. Right. I would I would draft linebackers and see one six in the fifth, sixth round, seventh round. But I would go out and I would sign another. But you know what you're getting there. You're getting I, a used, used car with eighty thousand miles. <laughs> I, I gotta yeah. I gotta get me a veteran. Hundred thousand. Yeah. I gotta. Get, <laughs> yeah, I mean, fifth and sixth and seventh round picks. That ain't that ain't go. But here's the thing. They still, I believe they still need to go out and still, there's free agent linebackers are still out there. I think you still need to kick the tires on them. They like the free agency period isn't done just because the draft is over, right? Right. You need to go out and signify and grab one of those dudes. And if you could do that, I'll feel much better about my team because guess what? The Baltimore Ravens just got better. They just they got better. They got better. They got a lot better. They got a lot better. And by the way, last year they went out and got a linebacker via trade from the Bears that yeah. made their defense yeah. what their defense yeah. used to be. Yeah. Because they understand. Well, what were we when we were all time great? Well, we had a difference maker at linebacker. Mm-hmm. They went out and got Smith, and now they have that difference maker at linebacker, and all of a sudden their defense looked pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, are we doing a race report? We got a race report and then two viewer questions to end it. So okay. for the last time before I toss it to Earl for the race report. A reminder that Color Gracing is the official sponsor of the lunchtime hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show and is also the official NASCAR team of Northeast Ohio. Earl, where are they at this weekend? Uh, so they pull up the Dover Motor Speedway, also known as the Monster Mile, on Saturday, April 29th at 1.30. They will be racing what is called the AM. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Game 200, and then on Sunday, give me one second, they will be racing the Worth 400. That's Worth with a W, W-U-R-T-H. So uh, good luck to Carla Grayson this weekend, man. Go get a dub.
Yes, sir. Yeah, they need one. And nice. we have t- a couple viewer questions. Like I said, we're not doing overtime. We have, we have to be on a stream. We'll announce why, hopefully, with some very good news a little later in the afternoon. So we're going to end with a little bit of Ask the Show. We usually do this for overtime on Fridays. We're going to get them in here. Uh, first one's from our guy, Eddie, and it's for G. G, if you had been relatively healthy, do you think you could have made it to the NFL? And if so, what would your career have looked like? Yes, uh, I could have I actually be truthful. They would come down to uh, OU, uh, you know, different coaches, and this is the first time I had realized it. They, they would co- be coaches and scouts that would come down for practice, and they would come down when I was a redshirt freshman, and I didn't know who they was. I was just out there playing. Um, but there used to be a lot of teams come by, and um, my defensive line coach is Eric Washington, um, who is uh, – he, he was the defensive coordinator for the Bears. He's also been a defensive coordinator for the Panthers. And so he would always say, yeah, all you, you know, all you need is two more years. But, I mean, I tore every ACL I got. I didn't have – I missed a whole calendar year. Oh. And uh, he actually took it kind of bad. You know, he kind of cried when I tore my second ACL because he just knew what it was. It yeah. was just that difficult. So, I would probably – I wouldn't get went no first two rounds. I would have probably been a late-round pick, maybe fourth or fifth or something. That's all he asked for is a chance. Get a chance. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, depending on what it is, and then it's just about what team you you, you go yeah. to. If you go to a team Always. that you know is good and you get some good coaching and you know it, it fits your scheme, you're good. So yeah, I think I could have, but at the end of the day, I like I, we have Mike Dawson here. He said, "Hey, no disrespect." You way better at this than you was at football. <laughs> no, hey, hey, hey. He's like, and that's a compliment, man. <laughs> He's like, you was all, oh, you was all state, but on this, yeah, yeah, you, you, you right where you're supposed to be. Though. How was that? Was Mike good? Oh man, awesome. he was tremendous, yeah. bro, tremendous. Him and Ty was going back and forth. He, he, Mike Doss had to set the pecking order. He's like, listen, <laughs> young pup, listen, young pup. This is this is the O2 <laughs> national championship. Now don't get it twisted. We like that 14-15 joint y'all had, but that O2. Was a different type of championship. I said, "Yeah, you're right. That, that joint is against the U. That was the greatest team I've ever seen." I told him, "I was like, man, yeah." So he was great, man. Hit me up. Thanks for coming. If you watch it, shout out to him too. And Mike's gonna come back. He was awesome. He cannot just be a guest. Like he, if he's coming in, he's got to sit in for a whole show. He, yeah, he was I too, agree with that. Too good. Uh, last one. This is from Potek Pen. In honor of his recent passing, does anyone have a moment in their life that would have been gold on Jerry Springer? Oh hell! Everybody does. Oh. Everybody does. So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I never watched that does. Show. Not one time. Come on, you missed it. Nah. Let I mean, me tell you something. That man built a multi, probably a billion dollar empire for as long as he was on. He was the number one syndicated show outside of Oprah for years. I got caught. He did it on the backs of poor people. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I was always stunned at this. I, 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 I used to tell people he's exploiting people. Mm-hmm. And then somebody said, no one's putting a gun to any of those people's heads. They're all going on there We're telling those stories there, willingly. willingly. Like, I'm talking about that, you know, today on the Springer show, he said his sister had sex with his best friend and then <laughs> stole his husband. But I stole her. Yeah, yeah. But, and you're like, you're hearing these stories, you're like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. But I did one time. There is one time I did get caught in the love triangle. Oh, Lord. You did? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. So I was. I so, was so, so on this week's episode of Jerry Springer. <laughs> so oh, so I got caught in the love triangle. Yeah, the How did that work? Oh, so listen, my girlfriend, she used to live in Boston. And then um, there was another girl. Uh, she was actually older. She was like, I was 25. <laughs> she's like 39, 24, 39. 
<laughs> so like she lived in Columbus and then um, I had told my ex, my ex girlfriend was like, hey, uh, <laughs> she was out. She was she I was like, hey, could you go in and, and check and pay because I was uh, I had I forget I had something to pay or something. I was like, hey, could you go in there and, and click this thing or whatever and pay this or something? And so I gave her the password to to my um, to the the to bank the account. Info, account, right? Mm -hmm. And she took that password. Uh oh, she ran she, with it. She used that password on every single account I ever had. And I said, oh, I'm good. I, I'm straight. So she used it on Facebook. Nothing used it on, on, on MySpace. Nothing you all that nothing. She was like, you know what? Let me put it in this email. Uh oh, now on my email and hotmail. I don't never delete nothing. That woman, that, that, that woman had to spend a whole day at work going through the, all these Jay, emails Jay. and found the email, found the email, found the email, <laughs> and the first time that that this other lady had hit me up, right, uh -oh. called the phone. She took that phone number, called her. About 15, 20 minutes later, oh. I, my so heart sunk when she called me because I already knew what it was. It was just like a rec day of reckoning, and, and all I heard was on two on, on, on double phones. On, uh, on three way. Hey, Garrett, how you doing? Hey, Garrett, how you doing? You messed up now. You got caught. Gotcha. It's Jerry Springer with a got it. story. <laughs> See you Monday. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.